Hello, you gorgeous goddess. I'm popping in before this episode to let you know of something so exciting. If you are listening to this before the week of February 6th to the 10th, or maybe even in the middle of it, you can still join in. I am going to be holding the most epic five-day free virtual event that is called Revolution. And it is all about revolutionizing the relationship that you have with yourself and creating a whole new level of self-love, confidence, and inner peace. Because really, who couldn't use more of that? Now, if you know me, you know I am not just about giving information. This is going to be experiential, meaning that you are going to experience healing modalities that I use within my community to help women overcome limiting beliefs and to actually rewire their minds and their bodies to experience a new reality. We are going to be doing tapping sessions, breathwork sessions, um, embodiment practice. It is not going to be information-based. It is experience Based. There will be live sessions, recorded sessions. I mean, I, I don't even want to give it all away because it is truly so good and there is so much available for you. I'm going to put the link in the show notes for you to register. Again, this is absolutely free. And I promise if you come up, come in, show up, do the work, it will be an experience that you never, ever forget. So come on in and join the self-love revolution. Welcome to the Worshipped Woman Podcast. I am your host, Kelly Kristen. I am a life and relationship coach, deep healing facilitator, and subconscious change expert. On this podcast, we will dive deep into personal growth, transformation, and relationships releasing patterns of toxicity, codependency, and people-pleasing as we explore what it means to be the worshipped woman. If you are ready to heal, embody your worth, and raise your standards in life and love, you are in the right place. I am so happy to have you here. Now, let's get started. sisters. Welcome back to the Worshipped Woman podcast. Kelly here, and I am so happy to be hanging out with you today and grateful that you are here with me and that you decided to press play. Truly, truly grateful for each and every one of you that has been listening, whether this is your first episode, your 50th episode, your 80th episode, whatever it is, you are welcome here, and I'm so, so happy to have you. And today we're going to be talking about something that might, you know, ruffle a few feathers, but it's something that's important that we bring to light. So this is something that I have seen uh, with a few of my one-on-one clients lately that I think it's an important thing to address because a lot of the people in my world, and you might identify with this, are people that have been through a lot in life and also done a lot, like done a lot of personal growth work, done a lot of therapy, tried a lot of different things. And a lot of times I have people that come to me and want to work with me after, 
you know, doing something like years of therapy, trying maybe even other coaches and other modalities and things. And they come to me and I am, first of all, I'm so honored by that because, you know, I have a lot of belief and faith in the practices and the type of coaching that I do to create change. And I think that people sense that, right? So, and I'm really, really grateful for that. But there's something that if you are harboring this way of believing or this way of being, I don't really care what it is that you do. You're not really going to be able to shift or change. And I think this this is an important thing that we talk about because it's sort of like this sneaky belief that really keeps you in a state of victimhood. And now I've said that to a few people about this before and they look at me like, I am somebody who takes responsibility for my life. I am somebody who is here doing the work. Like I am not a victim. And that's why I say it's sneaky because, you know, this victim mentality is really about, a victim mentality is really about, I can't change this, right? It's really about, I have this certain thing about me. There's nothing that I can do about it. Now in life, it can look like I'm a victim to my circumstances, right? I have these circumstances. There is nothing that I can do to change them. That's certainly a victim mentality in life, right? Now, but in your mind, there's another way that it layers in and it looks like something like no matter what I do, this doesn't work for me. It works for everybody else. It works for, you know, other people get results, but I don't. And that is just victim mentality dressed up with some lipstick and a dress on, right? It works for everybody else, but not for me because I'm special because I have some kind of special circumstances. I have some kind of problems that are just too much, too big, and I am not able to change this thing, whatever it is. I've done, I've tried things. I've tried that. It didn't work. I tried that. It didn't work. I tried this. It didn't work. Right? And so if you're somebody who identifies this with, with this in some way, right? Like you might even be somebody who is looking at a program or something online and you're reading all the testimonials and you're looking and seeing, oh, you know, they did this or they said that, or they did this, whatever. And you're looking at this all and in your mind, you're like, oh, that's great for them, but this won't work for me. That's great for them, but I've tried similar things and they didn't work. This is what I'm talking about here, right? And that is really victim mentality. I've tried I've tried and, you know, just nothing is is working. And so there's a couple of things that I want to say about that. And there's a couple of ways that we can move forward from this. One is, you know, one of the things that's really important, if you ever come into a container with a coach or in any kind of program, or you're doing something where you want to better your life, even if it's by reading a book, the thing is, is that you need to have a very open mind. A very, very open mind. One of the things that holds us back from changing anything is the phrase, I know that, right? I know that already. And I see this a lot with people, again, that have done a lot of, um, you know, work in therapy where it's like you have a very high level of awareness and you're like, well, I know that already. I know that already, but I can't, you know, I I haven't been able to change it. I can't change it. Okay, the awareness is the first step. But if you're 
if your go-to is, I know that already, right? Even if you pick up a program from somebody and they're talking about something and you're in your head, I know that already, you completely cut off the, the transformation or the, the idea that something else could shift for you, right? The best thing to do is to go in and say, I know nothing and act like a total beginner, whether that, again, is you watching a video about something, you picking up a course about something, you reading a book, is to act like a total beginner saying, I know nothing and I'm going to be open and I'm going to be coachable and I'm going to be willing to change my perception around this. When you go in with that attitude, that is very, very different than it works for everybody else, but not for me. Well, I know that that works there, but it's not going to work for me. Do you see the, the, the difference? And when you have that different attitude going in, the difference that you're going to get on the other side is really, really profound, right? Because if the attitude going into something is, you know, I know this already, I'm going to kind of see, but like, I want, you know, I want to do this thing, but I'm not 100% sure if this is going to work for me, but you know, I'll see, but I'm going to have my guard up about it, but I don't really know. That's probably not going to work out too well, right? Where, where the other side of that is, I'm totally open. I don't know anything and I'm just going to do this and I'm just going to go for it and I'm going to act like it's going to work and I'm going to act like I'm going to do this and I'm going to believe that it's going to work, Right? And now working is relative because there's something else I want to say about this. Because a lot of times underlying a thought process like this is that there is just this inherent belief that there's something wrong with you. Like there's just something defective. There's something broken. There's something, there's just something wrong. And that is fundamentally untrue. That is an untrue statement. That is a completely made up mind story. A completely made up mind story that actually it's not serving you in any way. There is no such thing as broken. You don't even need fixing. Sure, we can shift patterns and change, not because you need to fix them, but because you want to live a better life, right? It's not about being broken or needing fixing or, you know, being so, so, um, you know, something's wrong with you and you've got to change it. If, if something is wrong, if you feel something is wrong with you and that's the reason that you have to change it, you're probably not going to have a good time doing that because change happens when you accept who you are, you choose to love who you are, and you love yourself into changing, right? And I'm going to use another gym analogy. I think that I've been using these quite frequently, but <laughs> here we go again. If you think about going to the gym and you are going to the gym because you absolutely hate your body, you hate how you look, you feel like you absolutely have to change it or else, right? Because there's something wrong with the way you are. There's something wrong with the way you look. Well, you're probably going to go to the gym. Maybe you'll, you'll stick with it, maybe not. But I'm pretty sure that you're going to be quite miserable doing that, right? Whereas if you go to the gym saying, I love my body. It's so amazing. It does amazing things for me. I love it and I want to treat it well. I want to treat it good. I want to I want to feel even better just because I do, because I love it, because I love myself and I want to take care of myself. That is a completely different energy. One is punishing energy. I have to change because I'm broken. The other is I get to change because I love myself so much and that's what I want to do, 
And so when you are approaching anything that you're doing where you want to grow or shift or whatever it is, when you're approaching it, are you approaching it because you are coming from a place of, I hate this about me? Or are you coming from a place, I love myself and I want to change this? Can you see, like, really, if you just adopted that perspective, if you just adopted that perspective, how that could shift things for you? I'm doing this because I love myself and I want to change this because I love myself versus I want to change this because I hate myself and I can't stand myself because I'm broken, because I need fixing, you know, whatever the story is, right? So that's kind of what underlies that a lot of times is I'm just too broken. I'm just too broken. And that is 100% never, never the case. That's never the case. And I want you to, if you're somebody who identifies this with what I'm talking about today, if you're somebody who identifies with like, oh yeah, I kind of have a little bit of that in me. There's no shame here. It's not to shame you or blame you for anything. I see this quite often and I even myself do it sometimes, right? I even myself do it sometimes where I'm like, why can I do this thing? Why does it work for other people and not for me? Why, 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 why? Well, that that's not serving me. And so if, if I am experiencing that, what I do is I let myself have a little pity party for as long as I want to have a little pity party for it. And then I go, oh, Kelly, but okay, Kelly, what's the truth? What's the actual truth? And I decide and I declare and I step into a new energy into what I choose. And also since we're in the spirit of, you know, speaking about doing the work to change something or transform something in your life, I think it's really important that you realize that the work is ongoing and continuous. There isn't one magic little pill that you were going to take and like everything's going to be different in your life. It is really about, and you've heard me say this before, growth and evolution over a lifetime, right? And when you're in a space where you are wanting to shift something or you know, become a new type of way in your life, it's not just going to happen on its own. Even if you're doing the subconscious work, even if you are doing subconscious work, embodiment work, even if you're utilizing my ice healing method, which is absolutely incredible. And I'll probably do a separate podcast episode about the ice healing method because I'm realizing I don't think I've ever done one, which is kind of crazy. But if you're doing all the subconscious change work and you're doing embodiment practices, you're doing breath work, you're releasing the trauma, you're doing all of these things. If you're not practicing being a new way in your life, in your interactions with other people, if you are not choosing the new way in situations where you are uncomfortable, in situations where you have that old heightened response, whatever it is, if you are not becoming present to that, pausing, slowing down, taking a breath and choosing the new way, things are not going to change for you right? It's like we, we have this, you know, idea in our society, like everything is just going to be beep, bop, boop, and we're going to be good to go. But yes, there are amazing modalities. They shift things for you very quickly, but you still have to make conscious choices in your life and choose new things in your life. If you are not doing that, and it's not going to be easy to do that. Like, I think that sometimes there's this expectation, like things are going to be super easy, but I don't know of anything that is super easy. If we're being honest here, what is super easy ever? Everything is hard. Everything is hard. It's hard to, you know, be in the situation that you're currently in. If you're not happy, that's hard. It's hard to change and 
improve your situation, right? But which hard do you want to choose? Because they're all hard. You know, anytime you are learning to do something new, anytime that you are learning to do something new, you are going to have periods of time where it is hard, right? And there's a big, big difference between knowing something and embodying something, right? There's a difference between understanding something and having the embodiment of it in, in your body, the lived experience of it, right? If I were to give you a manual about how to do yoga and it explained to you all of the postures and all of these things and explained in words and you could read it, you could understand it because anybody with reading comprehension could understand it. But actually doing it would be a very different process, wouldn't it? Actually doing the postures, the first time that you got yourself into a posture, you might fall a few times trying to get there. You wouldn't get there right away, right? You might, you know, get up into a posture and then fall down. One day it might be easy. The next day it might feel hard again. You might really struggle and be quite uncomfortable for quite a while as you are bringing the embodiment of what you understood into your body. And this is that gap that I'm talking about. This is that gap that I see a lot of people that come from the therapy world or, you know, have been doing a lot of personal work and feel like I'm not getting anywhere. It's because you understand so much, but you haven't practiced the embodiment of it. You haven't gotten your your feet wet. You haven't literally done the uncomfortable work of choosing it in the moment, of continuing to, you know, go back in that headstand after you fall 10 times. And that's really what makes the biggest difference is getting the embodiment of it. And I know like if you're listening to this, you're like, well, Kelly, I really I don't like this message today because I want it to be easy. <laughs> well, like I said, everything is hard. Choose your hard. Choose your hard. And, and really, if you think about that for a second and you just adapted that, you said, what I'm doing is currently hard. A new way is also hard. What do I want to do? They're both hard. Hmm. What kind of hard do I want to experience? Stop looking for things to be easy. Stop looking for quick fixes and enjoy the journey. Enjoy the process. It is a journey. It is a process. What is the, the pursuit of self-improvement even for? It's to live an incredible life. But the incredible life is happening now. It's the journey right? You can't let life pass you by on the pursuit of something that you think is going to make you happy or that when you finally are this way, that things are going to change. You got to enjoy the journey, even if it's hard, even if it sucks sometimes. And find what feels good along the way. And I want, I want to talk about this because I know in a previous episode, I was talking about how important it is to feel good. You can do hard things and still feel good at the same time. That's like next level mastery. Woo! That's mastery. All right. I'm going to leave you with that. Okay. 
And of course, if you want to get yourself on the waitlist for the Worshipped Woman membership, where we talk about these things on a deeper level, do embodiment practices, have hypnosis, tapping, all kinds of amazing stuff in their masterclasses, and of course, a group of lovely women all mastering the art of living like they love themselves, then um, check out the link in the show notes. I love you guys so much, and I'll talk to you soon.